ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. I'm a bit fat at times and I love a beer, but... Um... <laughs> um, but you see the best in me always and um, you just, yeah, you've, uh, you've changed my life. So for, uh, for your support, Patty, and your leadership, um, playing under you is an absolute dream. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. If you didn't love Mitch Marsh before, it's hard not to now. In 2019, the bison said he thought most of Australia hated him. 12 months ago, he was recovering from ankle surgery in a last-ditch effort to get back into the test team. Now, he's an Allen Border medalist. How has the all-rounder overcome it all to not only make a comeback, but end up on top of the pile? And as for Ash Gardner, she just keeps getting better as she took out her second Belinda Clark Award. All-rounders winning cricket's top awards, you're hearing it more and more. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Mitch Marsh is the 2024 Allen Border medalist. He was really quite emotional accepting the award. Ben Cameron calls cricket for the ABC and he's from the big state, so has watched a fair bit of Marsh over the years. The last five years have been a roller coaster for him. So, Ben, I want to ride the highs and lows a little bit, and I'm going to start low in 2019. He played in the Ashes and it ended up being his last test for Australia until 2023. Why? Uh, well, he clearly fell out of favour, he fell out of form. I have had the great privilege of watching a lot of Mitch Marsh's career from when he was a young 15-year-old making his debut for WA. I was talking <laughs> to Corbin Middlemouse about this yesterday at Hands Oval uh, in Bunbury in the southwest of WA when he made that one-day domestic debut. All the way through to now, uh, it looked like he might have reached his ceiling. He may be an unfulfilled cricketer, and yet all of a sudden... Uh, I think through the agency of his life getting in order, a beautiful partner in Greta. I said in my wedding vows eight months ago that uh, she'd given me the perspective on life that I needed and um, our life is just a lot of fun and uh, every day I come home from cricket, whether I get a duck or get a hundred, um, she's always the same and she, yeah, she's, she's amazing. He's in what I would describe as his imperial phase at the moment and showing us or what he's capable of and what many have believed he would be capable of from a very, very young age in his early teens as uh, a legacy player, a second-generation Australian cricketer. Do we know why he fell out of favour back in 2019? Because it's clear now that he's got the talent. Well, he clearly wasn't delivering, and there are so many things that go into the melting pot to equal athletic performance. It's not just talent. It is, you know, confidence, belief and maybe it is 90% above the shoulders. And I think a really telling moment of last night was his shout out to the coach, Andrew McDonald, who they call Ronnie, and Pat Cummins, who's a great friend of his. He spoke about, um, and he got quite emotional when he did it, the belief that they've instilled in him. It's been great, but I'd like to um, pay particular uh, thank yous to uh, Ronnie and Patty. Um, you just, you believed in me. Um, and I don't really know. I, I can't thank you enough for just believing in me. Not to mention, as I said, I think the fact that he is happy off the pitch. He's clearly very content. He goes home from cricket and feels happy and loved and safe. Then he goes to cricket and feels much the same. 
So at the start of 2023, he's recovering from ankle surgery. He wanted to give Test cricket one more crack. Cameron Green gets injured in the third Ashes test and Marsh comes in. Mm. You get the feeling it's truly his last chance at Test cricket. For those who might have forgotten, how did that return to the Test format go for Mitch Marsh? Well, he came out and absolutely boshed them. He just, uh, he smoked them to all parts. There's Wilkes bowling to Marsh. Marsh clubs it into the leg side, takes it from outside the off stump. That's what I mean. He smacked that away towards wide long on. It's gone for six. Yeah, he's a strong boy. The bit that will live with me, I think, is the video of uh, Swampy. So Jeff Marsh, his dad and his brother, Sean, and their celebrations. I think they were in Bali at the time. I could be wrong with that, uh, but very emotional. Yeah! The injuries are a, a big part of his story. So his ability to stay fit at the moment has been key as well. Touch wood, hop on one leg, whatever you wish to do to hope that trend continues. But at times in their careers, Sean and Mitch have been held together by clag glue. They're, they're broken down <laughs> frequently and, and Mitch was able to get himself fit and healthy and has been for a little while now, which um, along with all of those other things that I described that go into the melting pot, have contributed to the, the finished product, if you will, of Mitch Marsh, the genuine all-rounder across all three formats of the game. You've touched on the fact it's not just that test comeback. He came into the one-day World Cup side and was pivotal to Australia's triumph, despite also dealing with the loss of his grandfather. He was impressive in the three T20s against South Africa and no-one scored more runs than him this test summer. How has he actually managed this incredible turnaround in, in terms of training, in terms of getting that mindset completely in the right frame? Well, to be honest, I think a lot of it, why he got so emotional when he was speaking about Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins. And this, I think, is the most underrated aspect of Pat Cummins' leadership is his ability to allow everyone to be themselves and then also to feel free of fear. This is a powerful and stunning performance, a statement performance by Mitchell Marsh and his Australian team. You know, people speak about baseball and I think a lot of people misconstrue what baseball is. They think it's about aggressive batting. It's not about aggressive batting. It is about playing free of fear, the absence of fear. And that is really what Pat Cummins has been able to instill in all of the Australian players. There's a great, a beautiful quote that Kerry O'Keefe delivered around Shane Warne, and it has really lived with me. I just miss his ability to just seize life. I mean, most of us defend. Warney attack life 24-7. And I think that is somewhat of the environment that Pat Cummins has been able to instill in this current Australian team. I also remember that when Mitch did go home uh, and missed a couple of matches due to the, the passing of his grandfather, and the Marsh family is a beautiful family, but uh, he sent a message in the WhatsApp group of the Australian team. I've got to go home at the moment, but I'm coming back to win a World Cup. Uh, and those words came to fruition when he did return. He was emotional last night, as we've touched on, accepting the Allen Border medal, and it's probably fair enough. He's been booed at matches here in Australia in the past. He said before he felt like most of Australia hated him. Yeah, most of Australia hate me. <laughs> Look, Australians are passionate. They love their cricket. Um, they want people to do well. It's no doubt that I've had a lot of opportunity at test level and I haven't quite nailed it. That's a pretty tough mindset to overcome. So... You get the feeling he's probably won Australia over. What is it about him that makes him such a likeable character? Well, I'm really glad that uh, I think the rest of Australia has come to know the Mitch Marsh that a lot of us in WA knew. And, and I, I'm not overselling. I'm not 
particularly close with Mitch. We don't chat. We don't hang out. But I have covered his cricket for a long period of time. And he's the kind of guy that around the ground in the warm-ups to come over and say good day. So for a long time, I've sort of known him as the BFG. He's a big, friendly giant, Mitch. Um, <laughs> Going back to, to what he went through, I distinctly remember a Boxing Day test. So he was picked in the side instead of Peter Hanscom. And when he came on to bowl, the local parochial Victorian crowd booed him. They wanted Peter Hanscom in the side. I don't think it was as much a shot at Mitch as it was that, look, we wanted our Victorian in the side. So I'm not criticising um, my now uh, neighbours here in Victoria, but... <laughs> Um, I do think that that would have hit him pretty hard. But I think what we've seen in the great comeback of Mitch Marsh is his personality shine through. Everyone knows I love a good time. And when you keep winning, it just gets better and better. So um, it's been great. He's a great bloke. Everybody loves him. He's probably the most popular member of the Australian team. Him and Travis Head are both very much larrikins. And, and then also, you know, we see things like he, he can be emotional, like we saw last night, but he can have a laugh and say, look, I'm a bit fat and I enjoy a beer probably <laughs> a little more than I should. He's pretty good on the tooth as well. And that's exactly who he is. There's a flippancy to him that they love. At the last test in Pakistan uh, on the last tour, the last day, it had been a tough tour, and Pat Cummins was addressing the players. And he said... Is there anywhere else you'd rather be? And Mitch Mars listed 15 places. <laughs> Every team needs a vibes guy, and the Australian cricket team currently has a couple in there. Yeah. The other big gong of the night was the Belinda Clark Award, which went to another all-rounder in Ash Gardner. It's her second win of this award and comes off the back of a huge 12 months for her. She's performed brilliantly across all formats, in particular that test. How impressive is she? Oh, incredibly. And we've really seen the evolution of Ash Gardner as a cricketer and a person, but before our eyes. So uh, if you look at Ash Gardner's night last night, she won the Belinda Clark medal. She also won the award for her social work off the field. She's created her own charity uh, in which she uh, provides school kids in regional areas with breakfast so they can go to school with a full stomach. You look at that and think, gee, that's a a pretty profound message. It would be challenging to wake up in the morning, not have breakfast and, and try and face your day. So it's not just what Ash Gardner has done on the ground, it's, it's what she's done off it. But if we are looking at the cricket and between the white lines, it's really been the evolution of a lower order batter who can whack them into a bowling all-rounder. I mean, her bowling has clearly evolved. She's through defending and bowls. That's gone past the outside edge, clipped off stump, a great bit of bowling. That is a seventh wicket for Ash Gardner. I'm thrilled for Ash Gardner with her win last night. And this is to take absolutely nothing away from Ash Gardner because it was fascinating how close it must have been when Elise Perry won the T20 and ODI Player of the Year awards that Ash Gardner pipped her for the Belinda Clark medal. So it must have just been that performance in the test match that that got her just enough votes and she must have just been marginally behind Perry in the, the white ball formats to see it flip for the overall award. You touched on some of the other players. It just shows how much serious talent is in women's cricket at the moment. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the one that, that I think is a tremendously exciting player is Phoebe Litchfield. And mm. a lot of people might remember sort of four or five years ago, there was a video of a very young teenage Phoebe Litchfield playing some shots in the SCG Nets in her New South Wales kit and just the elegance. It was Mark Warlike, who many will recognise uh, due to the, the beautiful elegance with which he played 
Uh, and, and we were thinking, gee whiz, who is this kid and, and what could they be? And, and I think a part of it as well is that what we are seeing in Phoebe Litchfield is the completion of talent pathways for young girls that might not have always been there. So Perry, Lanning, Elisa Healy, they had to carve out their own pathways in, in many ways and they've done that to become household names. And I speak about the fact that I feel like Elise Perry deserves a lot of credit for holding the bridge while the rest of Australian women's cricket walked across it to go from part-time athletes to full-time athletes. She did an awful lot of media that transformed the whole team from names that cricket fans might have known to household names around the country. And then Phoebe Litchfield has been a young girl who undoubtedly has been a part of Talent Pathways and coaching from a very young age and I think will be the, the star player of Australian women's cricket for the next 10, 12, 15 years and hopefully will be incredibly well remunerated for it like she should be. You get the feeling we'll be talking about Phoebe Litchfield for a very long time, but today is the day for Mitch Marsh and Ash Gardner, all rounders, the way of the future. Ben Cameron, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, anytime. Headlines. It was a big occasion for cricket, so here is a list of all the other award winners from the sports night of nights. Mitch Marsh didn't stop at the Allen Border Medal. He also won the ODI Player of the Year. Meanwhile, the Men's Test Player of the Year was Nathan Lyon. The Men's T20 International Player of the Year was Jason Berendorf. And the Men's Domestic Player of the Year was Cameron Bancroft. Maybe that will be a consolation for missing the Test squad. The Women's T20 and ODI Player of the Year was Elise Perry. And the Women's Domestic Player was a tie between Elise Villani and Sophie Day. Football, Ange Postacoglu and his Spurs are back into the top four of the Premier League after a stunning comeback over Brentford. Tottenham were 1-0 down at half-time but must have been given an absolute rocket in the break because they came out and scored two goals in the first four minutes, just 72 seconds apart, and then a third to seal the deal. The doggy, it's James Madison! Richarlison! And it's three in a breathtaking seven-minute spell. Brentford scored in the 67th minute, but it was all over. Attacking Ange Ball is seemingly back. Rugby League and Mal Meninga has been reappointed coach of the Kangaroos, shutting down rumours that the Australian Rugby League Commission would swing the axe after Australia's Pacific Championship demolition at the hands of New Zealand. The new deal should see him through to the Rugby League World Cup in 2026. And speaking of coaching, Queensland legend Cameron Smith has announced he will not be part of the Maroons' coaching setup for the 2024 Origin Series. He's Origin's most capped player with 42 in total, but he wants to spend more time with his family and focus on grassroots coaching commitments. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Jason Ford. Thanks to Fox Sports, Channel 7, Optus Sports and New South Wales Cricket for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.